Welcome back, my friends, to the sweet spot where IT leaders share the insight with other leaders and others that want to lead. My name is Carlos Vargas, and I say every week, my two co-hosts are Alton and Paul Lewis. Happy holidays. Hello. Everyone. Yep. Happy holidays. Christmas is closing by. It's true. Hanukkah's been going on for about a week. Yep. I, I, yep. I, don't, I don't know the calendar to any other holidays that happen during this time, but I think Kwanzaa's right around the corner. Yep. Is there Christmas in Canada at the same time? Because you yep. guys, drink- so it's, it's the same day. Yep, December twenty fifth. <laughs> you guys don't have Black Friday. That's what it is. We don't. Well, we subscribe to it now. Boxing day, Let's right? say ten years ago, we didn't subscribe to it. But Boxing Day is our day to go to Best Buy and buy product, which is the twenty sixth of December. That's so weird. Yeah, yeah. it's always been weird. <laughs> uh, like Black Friday is stupid, but it makes logical sense. It's a it's about a month before Christmas, which is plenty of time to do your shopping, wrap right. the presents, and mail them to whoever needs them. Right. The day after Christmas, it's like, no, you already got your stuff. <laughs> well, Boxing Day isn't about gifts; it's about self acquisition. Right. It's about replacing your TV. It's about you know you know it's it's yeah. about it's upgrades to your own technology. Yeah. That's Fourth of July weekend. Yeah. <laughs> TV. Uh, that- no, I understand. You don't have any real sports in Canada to base that stuff off. <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Like like everybody here, it's it's like you do it in 4th of July as part of spring cleaning, kind of getting ready for the season. Or you do it right before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because right? if you do it right before the Super Bowl, you, you're still within the return period, so you can take it back. <laughs> I'm I'm not kidding. That's that's a huge thing, right? So it's a big, it's a big Best Buy thing. Yeah, it's a big yeah, it's a big every store thing. So if you want a better deal on the TV, you buy it right after the Super Bowl when it's open box. Smart. Ooh, refurb. Nice. Yeah, because most of them are fine. Just don't buy the ones where the boxes smell like beer and and pretzels, and you'll be fine. <laughs> well, I had an eventful week. Yeah, I was able to. Um, go to all five parks at Disney World in a single day. I got the pin to prove it. Freaking flyer pin? They they give you a pin for that? They give you a pin. You know how you got a happy birthday or a first time? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would be a button. A button, sorry. We call them pins. (laughs) The pins pins are small. This is is like this big. True, it is a button. It It is, is button. It is button size. But you have to prove it, right? So we had we went to an attraction, bought a merch, and had a snack in every park. There are only four parks, but we actually visited Epcot twice because Epcot had extended evening hours. Nice. Plus, it's lunch and dinner, and they've got the best food. Exactly. It was clearly yeah, they have the kiosks, right? Yep. Uh, and Brendan Fraser was the processional speaker, which was awesome. Big fan of that. Yeah. He had a big audience. So for those who've been to Epcot recently, the where they do the processional is in the theater in the Americas. And that line to see Brendan Fraser went to Mexico. <laughs> now that theater probably holds, let's say, a thousand people. That line was 5,000 person long. Was the, there a border in between the, the America and Mexico? No borders. No. It's a border-free world showcase. There was a wall, and they made Mexico pay for it. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so there's a, I'm sure there's a lot of disappointed Brendan Fraser fans. We only saw him as we were walking around eating our snacks. Sure. 
but we did a four thousand sorry forty thousand foot uh, step day, and the very oh. next day we did a thirty five thousand step day, but only two parks in fairness. How do you know that you did so many steps? Are you taking? Do you ha I don't. I never seen you with an Apple Watch or anything. I am. Well, I've got an Apple phone. It, you open up the health app, and it tells you how many steps you've taken. It probably is varying degrees of accuracy, but it's within a reasonable range of forty thousand steps. Yeah, it's within a, it's within a, within a good enough range for someone that's not really actually tracking their health, and it's just using it as a fun statistic for their Disney adventures. That's exactly what I use it for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and do do you get? You said you got a a, a price or something? Well, yeah. Then you take the photographs you took to to you know the the people in charge, and then you prove to them you did all four parks, and then they give you the little badge that says you were able to do four parks in one day. Nice, which oh, is a feat. So, have you done the math on how much you've spent at Walt Disney World parks this year just for park admission? Ouch! No, you, and, I don't know like, if I should. Now you've done enough days. I find it hard to believe you couldn't afford a like it. Like it didn't start to make sense to get the um the pass. Yes, the I did twenty four days. Okay, at a park. Um, the annual pass, the only one I can get, which is the outside of Florida annual pass, is seventeen hundred dollars USD. Uh, so uh, you so, would have had to gone sixteen times. So yes, right, right. So you definitely could have. It would have been beneficial had you had the. The pass. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Unfortunately, a couple of those days were free, right? Because Ryan had passes. Sure. And a week of that was the conference. Highly day. discounted. Yeah. So, Highly. but it probably still worked out. Pretty probably. Good. Yeah. Yeah. If if you know hindsight, probably would have been better. So but for Ryan, time, like like for Christmas, is that included on your Christmas wish list to yourself? <laughs> for next year, no, because I doubt I'll do another twenty-four days uh, okay. next year. Had I known last Christmas, that would be sure. And Ryan, of course, had the merch discount 40% merch and 50% dining and all those other cool stuff. So that all was that, that all was great. Yes, I had a good Disney year. That's what yeah, I yeah. thought. <laughs> so you had a good Disney year, you remember all those stuff. What is the most annoying task <laughs> that probably an executive? get asked to do during their day your setup of this is hilarious well that, yeah that was <laughs> it's, it's, that was non sequitur but wow um there's so many things that are no executives that's How true but i think i think i know the one i think i know the one carlos is leaning into um, by far it's it's expense reports by far it's not even close <laughs> right But no, it's um uh, like where we're going is we we both work for organizations where we meet with customers and salespeople in the room, um our salespeople right first party salespeople not not third party, um and <clears throat> I'm sure it has come up where you've been asked to take like to take notes or or asked why you don't take notes, mm. right the whole whose responsibility to take notes has come up, um, so what do you what do you say when when asked it comes up quite frequently um and i've been encouraged not to answer the way i usually answer which is i don't take notes <laughs> that's, that's my general response <laughs> now it's usually facetious right i'm not trying to be an ass about it when i say it i'm just trying to be truthful to say if you want to me to be 
all in, right? Fully engaged, eye-to-eye -eye conversation with whomever you're expecting me to create value with, then it can't be me looking down at my computer or a piece of paper or my phone for that sake to take any notes. Um, and I generally have a different expectation of other people in the room, right? So if there's a sales rep, if there's a, a pre-sales rep, if there's a services rep, even sort of a project sponsor, they're the ones that should be listening for the keywords, the, the, uh, the action items, the observations that they should write down that we should follow up on afterwards so that I can be dedicated to that sort of engagement. 150%. Some agree and some disagree. So the ones who agree are the ones who usually take notes, right? So that's obvious. Uh, the some who disagree would suggest that um, it would look like I'm not engaged or not interested if I'm not taking notes. So, you know, the customer is talking about their strategy. And if I'm not writing down the five pillars to which they're talking about, in their eyes, they might believe that I'm disinterested or dissatisfied with their statements. That's been the observation to me. I don't know how yeah, but, that is. But that's not a customer telling you that. That's somebody no. else making up the observation by the customer. Because Correct. you're immediately then going to talk about the five pillars that they talked about, showing that you listened the entire time. <laughs> right. I do. And the likelihood that their five pillars are dramatically different than any other list of five pillars of other CIOs and CTOs you've also talked to is small, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. heard them before. We're I'm familiar. Correct. I've had Correct. them. The, the likelihood, <laughs> likelihood that there's a new pillar of the five pillars, right? <laughs> right. But to 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 uh, to paraphrase Eddie Izzard when he's imitating a a uh, Church of England priest. Nope, not original sin. I've heard that one before. Come back when you have something interesting. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yes. So um, I don't. I haven't heard it from a customer. I highly doubt that the salespeople have heard it from a customer. Um, and I can appreciate in a peer setting that might be true, but I'm not sure it's in this setting. But it's true. So. Uh, I I agree with you completely. Mm -hmm. um, it, my job is to be engaged in the room. If my job is not to be engaged in the room, but rather appear in the room, then I will leave the room. <laughs> right. Terrible use of my time. Right. Right. In as much as, as my expectation is that my team respects the customer's time, I also expect that they respect everyone else on the team's time. Right. Right. Including me, which means don't waste anybody's time. My job is to be engaged and respond to the customer, not keep track of what the customer said. The salesperson is sitting on their phone most of the time. It's their job to take notes. Right. So that, that's a good segue. Then who should clearly set the tone for who takes the note? Should the executive, because he's a top leader, let's say, on the chain, if we think the chain of command, say, Okay, so you will take notes, even though they should know that it, but should that come from? It should come the, from sales leadership as a matter of course. Sales leadership know. should say, when you bring anyone else in the room, like <clears throat> logically, the salesperson's bringing a guest. The guest is supposed to be more knowledgeable, more interesting, and more exciting for the customer. Right. 
right? When you were an SE and they brought you into the room, you were the guest that the customer wanted to speak to. They don't want to speak to the salesperson. Mm -hmm. So the salesperson should be taking notes. And every good salesperson I know is really good at taking notes. Right. Also, they're responsible for the sale and what you're going to sell, the list of products and services that are contained within that sale will be contained within the notes. Right. As a salesperson, you should want that to be as accurate as possible. Right. Right. If you rely on anyone else in the room, we all have a different mission. My, my mission is not to list the products. It's not. Right. My right. mission is to is to thoroughly explain to the customer our value and get them to agree agree to it and get them to kind of lift the skirt and help me find alignment between our organizations. Right. Not to go, ooh, they need a storage array. Ooh, they need a network switch. Ooh, they need some compute. It's not my job. That is specifically the salesperson's job. So if they don't take notes and afterwards, and I don't care, pick anybody else. It's also not their job. Right. Afterwards, they go, cool. What do you think we should sell them? Well, you were in the same meeting I was. Right. And it's your job to understand the check boxes that our products solve. So you should actually be able to answer that. You might talk to me about what configuration or what dimensionality that product would have, but you should be able to check through the products and go, it sounds like they need this, that, and the other thing. Right. How would we configure that? What more information do you need? Do you need another call to do a config, whatever, whatever, right? Um, and then, and, and so that should actually be set by sales leadership to say, hey, this is your role in the room. It should actually, like, if I have to say it, we've already got a problem. Because it, because I have to wonder, okay, you've brought these people into the room. Is your job just to play on your phone then? Like, right. What do you think your job is in the room? How are you adding value in the room? Right? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, the It's the account. The seller owns the account. The seller owns the account strategy. The seller owns the roadmap of things they want to sell them. And therefore, they should be the listener to things I could possibly sell. Right? Yeah. And then I, that transfers project manager if it's a post-sale yeah, meeting right. that I'm in. Yeah. Right? Right. The That's project manager is responsible for the notes, right? Like, because uh, they, they have to maintain the through line on the post-sale with the customer, which means they have to have the notes. Um, that doesn't mean I take zero notes because I, I may, but it's not my responsibility to take notes. There may, the customer may say something that I really want to make, like, they, they may say four things, let's say. I'm going to, I really want to talk about two of them. So I'll note the second one so that I don't lose it when I'm talking about the first one. Right. Right. But again, not, not my responsibility to take yeah. notes. That's, that's not that's your, that's your speaking notes. That's not your Correct. meeting notes. Yeah. Correct. Uh, I appreciate why they would want me to do that. Right. I appreciate that it's quite possible that I hear things that the others in the room don't. Right. I hear a keyword that makes me think that that I can connect A to B where they wouldn't be able to connect A to B or A to Z, right? Um, and because of that, I could recognize, uh, you know, a potential offering that they don't recognize and therefore they don't take the note. And they don't want that to be a gap of information not documented post-meeting. I kind of get that. Sure. <clears throat> um, but I don't think you solve it by making me take notes. No. I think you solve that with preparation. I think you solve that with evaluating notes after meetings and recognizing there are gaps. So the next time you have a meeting like that, you'll know to listen for or write down those things. Right. It's 
Yeah, but I also think it's if that's important and you think that there are gaps, then stop scheduling back to backs with no after action call. Right. Schedule a half an hour call with a customer and a immediate 15 minute roundup with the internal team. Right. Right. I've asked for that a dozen times and it doesn't happen. And then a week later, they're like, okay, cool. Let's go through this. Okay, cool. I remember nothing from that. I've had 45 calls since then. Right. There's no, there's, I have no memory of that. I have other people. I have nearly perfect recollection right after the call. Right. That, the, the, that perfect starts to go away the further we get away from the call. So if you want to solve it, Right. And and my diary is open. So you've already scheduled the customer call immediately schedule 15 minutes after to do an after action. Right. Right. You, if 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 sales teams did that, you could have 80 percent of what you need to CPQ. You do 80 percent of what you need to quote at, at the end of that 15 minutes. Right. Then everything's fresh. It doesn't matter. And I don't have to come out of being engaged. Right. Because every time I take my my eyes and I look down to a piece of paper, I'm disengaged. That's right. Right. It may seem like I'm really good at multitasking. I am not. No one is. Plenty of psychological research on it. We task switch. No matter how fast you task switch, if someone else is talking while you task switch, you lose focus on what they're saying. That's right. I'm trying to write down the last sentence. So I'm missing the next sentence. Correct. Right. And so that's it's really, really critical. I don't want to have to take notes. Not because I'm a dick, not because I I don't like writing. I mean, I don't. Like, my writing's really hard to read. Right. It's it's awful. However, it's none of that is the reason. The reason is I'm supposed to be engaged. That is, in fact, my job in the room. Right. Do everything you can to keep me engaged and and stop doing anything you can to not have me engaged. Right. Right. So let, let me then add a, range, a monkey wrench. <laughs> so, long time ago, we had technology to start doing recordings. Yep. And in a lot of these meetings, we used to say, hey, can I record the meeting? And everybody said, yeah, no problem. How many times did you as an executive went back and listened to that call? Never. Never. I still wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. never. The, okay. The, the what's most- the monkey wrench there, Carlos? What, what's the... Well, I, I'm, then now with AI... They are summarizations. They are sure. Private. I still won't read those. Okay, so <laughs> the question is: All the companies are pushing for that. Yeah. Why will that not be something valuable? Or if for let's say, I know that you Howard, I say no. Is the same for you, Paul? Or why yes or no? Well, I'll say why no, and then okay. Paul can decide if he disagrees. <laughs> Um, because my job isn't, my job doesn't continue after the call with that customer. Once the call with the customer's done, I'm, I don't have any further action items for that customer. Right. So the wall, the call recording, the AI transcription, all that stuff is super useful. It's just not useful to me, right? That should be a tool used by the sales team to continue the activity. That's to make sure the sales team doesn't miss anything and that they do have, have excellent notes, Right. Um, yeah. But but I don't have a further action item with the customer, nor should I. I. My next action item is to prepare for the next call I have with the next customer, right. and the customer after that, and the customer after that. Right. I'm my my role in the kind of sales process is to be extremely forward looking, not to be to be backward looking really at all. Right. And so that's why I don't read it. That's why I don't use it. And that's why I don't leverage it. Because again, right, it's about just like we talked about last week with with um, 
you know, what do you do as a CTO? Are you, are you, uh, uh, negotiating or doing mm -hmm. right? It's part of that, that, that whose role is it to do? It's not my role to do at that point. Again, my job is to be engaged with the customer. Once the call's over, that ends that, that engagement. I, I kind of put it in two categories. I agree with you, but I put it in two different categories. So category number one, where I'm the guest in a meeting with a customer that I probably won't have a second meeting with, 100% on your same page. But if I'm also the executive sponsor for this account, then there's an assumption that they're going to see me time and time again. And I should have a better appreciation for what I just heard and how it affects the sales strategy holistically. Yeah. But in those circumstances, I'm likely to have pre-game calls, post-game calls, strategy calls, distinct from the actual meeting itself. Sure. And therefore, I'm just much more familiar with the account in that respect. <laughs> Either sure. way, I'm still not going to take notes. But I, I'm much more likely to read the strategy. And right? I'm much more likely to appreciate what the next steps might be because of that. But I'm not going to recall every point in every meeting because I was probably the one asking the most questions in the room. For, for sure. So then what if it's an internal meeting and you guys are probably, I will say all with executives or you may be the top executive on the meeting. What about those notes? Um, I, I would say the same thing. The same thing applies. Um, because again, right, my purpose in a room is to engage. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's in the room, and it doesn't matter what the room is, right? If I'm just there to listen, send me an email with what I'm supposed to hear. <laughs> right, right. Like, send me the points you think are, are valuable to me. You'll get an answer in five minutes. Right? <clears throat> you won't have to waste an hour, right? So just do it. Get an answer in five minutes and move on with your day. Don't don't make life harder for for literally all of us, right? <laughs> um, so if I'm in the room, my goal is to be engaging, and whether that's engaging with a with a, with an employee to get information, to get consensus, to help to to move something forward, to make a decision, or whether that's with a customer, it doesn't actually change, right? And so in any in every room, and and when it's especially when it's internal, one of one of the thoughts that I have going into that room is is okay, what are the roles? Why is everyone there? And whose job is it to take notes? Like who owns the after action and thus the need for notes, mm -hmm. right? And that's every room, that's every room that I'm in, right? With sales calls, it's easy. It's always the salesperson, right? After sale, post-sale, it's always the project manager. So those are really clearly defined, Yeah. right? If I'm having a product meeting, it's likely the head of product or someone in product. If I'm having a dev meeting or an engineering meeting, it's someone in engineering, right? But the moment it becomes me, there's a failure point in the system. Yeah, it's true. Uh, meetings with me is either for the purpose of decision making, where you're bringing data to me with options, and I'm responding to an option that makes sense, or we're brainstorming solution sets, or we're having architectural debates. Either way, my role in there is to help either guide the conversation or make the decision, not to take a specific action and perform that action. Right. If there was one. I'd absolutely take that note to take that action, <laughs> but I'm not going to take notes on the meeting. Right. So thinking about that, 
you probably remember in one of the events that we actually went together that we were giving writing pads with like nice binders for taking notes to the executives that we're meeting. Is that the same case for the other side? Is the other side, as you're having the discussion, they will disengage if they're start taking notes and that's a, a key for you that you should slow down or how do you see so, that? When I was a buyer, I would have found it odd that the person I was meeting was taking, was disengaged with the conversation. I, I'd find it odd. The only exception might be is when I asked for something specific. Can Perfect. you go back and ask Sally about this thing and send me this document? Yeah, write that down because I, I really want that document. Right. <laughs> and, and, and here's an important thing. When I ask that, doesn't matter what the room is, I'll just pause. Right, yeah. I'll wait for you to write that down because it's important that I get that thing. Because I know if I had to write it down, I'd be disengaged. So if I were to continue talking, well, now I'm a dick. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Like now I've just talked over the fact that you're disengaged and now you have to balance. Do you continue listening to me and potentially forget the thing that I've asked you to do, which would be on me, even though I will likely forget that I continue talking and, and thus it will be on you, even though it should be on me. Right. Right. So I will pause. Hey, can you, can you get that thing from Don? Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Now I've seen that you've stopped writing. You're re-engaged and we can continue the conversation. Right. Right. Um, it, again, it's also rare that I'm the only person in the room from my side. Right. Right. Something's likely broken. Um, and so if I'm the only person in the room from my side, I, I don't want to talk about anything valuable and important. I may ask a bunch of questions, mm -hmm. right? I may ask, okay, cool. Like there seems to be a little bit of a mix up. How did we get mixed up? Like, what did my team tell you? What did, what did you guys hear? Are we on the same page? You know what I mean? Like, like right. it, 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 it does happen. I just don't, I don't enjoy it. I don't like it in any way. Generally something's broken. That's forced that particular thing. Right. Um, there's, there've been many times where a vendor has been like, I, you know, I, I just need to talk to you one-on-one -on -one about this deal before we can move forward. Okay. I mean, and then they, they invariably, they always ask me a bunch of technical questions. Well, this is the spec I've been given from the engineering team. Can you validate it? No. <laughs> well, why not? Because I have a hundred things going on, none of which have anything to do with product specifications. <laughs> right. My engineer is the authority on that. They're the record of authority. So, so right. you could just ask them. I don't need to ask them because we're going to go to the same source. So just go to them. <laughs> and if that's really why you called the meeting, I'm now going to be upset. Because again, you've wasted my time, right? Yeah, come to me when there's a disagreement between what we said we were going to do and what the ask now is. Correct, but correct. That's reasonable. It's cool to go, hey, three weeks ago we heard this. We gave you a spec. Today we're hearing something totally different. We got to redo all that work. I actually want to hear that. <laughs> that that's a worthy conversation. Right, that's a, and it might be, okay, my team jumped the gun a little bit. And they right. sort of walking down this path and got you engaged long before they knew why they were doing it. Right. Now they know why they were doing it and this happened. So I do apologize. If in the future, yeah. you'd like to avoid that by just reaching out to me and going, hey, Howard, are we ready to quote this? I will always give you a clear answer. Right. Right. Like like there are times when that, when that happens. Um, but for the most part, I shouldn't be the only person from my side in the room, regardless of which side of the table I sit on. Right. Um, and the only thing that is going to upset me is if I'm engaged in a back and forth with somebody and they keep stopping to take notes. Right. Like they keep disengaging to take notes. That would disturb me. 
Correct. Correct. And, and if that happens, it means we're kind of digging into something. Then let's stand up and go to the whiteboard. Mm -hmm. Right. Which I realize is lost in a day of Zoom. Um, the, the Zoom and Microsoft whiteboard apps are not good enough. They're, they, they just simply are not. Right. We all don't have an interface that allows us to hold a marker and draw on the screen. <laughs> right. It's just not as good. Yeah. No. And, and I will say I did get to play with that at a prior organization. And that thing is awesome. Hmm. Right, we had Microsoft Surface Boards everywhere. Oh, yeah. I really wanted one in my house. And yet I still really want one in my house. And yet it's still not as good. Right. And, right. It, and it means everybody has to have it for it right. to really be, you know, as effective. Otherwise, you're just the guy with the only marker. Have you tried the the iPad with the Microsoft whiteboard? I have. It's not, it's not nearly as good. It's the collaboration that makes it work. That's what I'm saying. Everybody could be collaborating. No, on the same I, I know, but then everybody has to have the same device. The yeah. same device. Like everybody has to have a, the same interface. If right. you've got one person with a mouse, they're suddenly not engaged. <laughs> right. Right. And it really was all of us standing around the whiteboard and drawing over yeah. each other that made it really, really super valuable. Right. Oh, hey. Okay. Cool. Now I get, kind of get what you're saying. So we plug this in this way, and this in this way, and this in this way. Right. And and by the time you're done, you have like six colors because you had six participants, mm -hmm. right? Um, I miss those days. It was far more effective. It was far easier to get to kind of the, the root of issues. Now you have to figure out a different way to explain stuff. It's not it's not nearly as... And you can't take notes in that situation because you're all literally standing in a whiteboard. Right. <laughs> the nice thing was everybody got the exact same note when it was done because everybody took a picture of the same way. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And then we'd all do the same thing. Oh, crap. What did he mean by this? Yeah. Right. Which, by the way, it needs to be done in the room. You know what I mean? Like everybody needs to do that in the room and then zoom in and go, okay, I don't know what you mean by this. And then you can add the note to the whiteboard because it's the only time you can add the note to the whiteboard and then right. retake the picture. <laughs> <clears throat> now, if I am the buyer in this situation and I'm providing a, I'm doing a 10 minute diatribe on my strategy. Yeah. I kind of expect the person who's hearing what I'm saying for the next 10 minutes is writing some things down because I'm not expecting a dialogue at this point. I'm going to tell you things for 10 minutes. Um, unless the person on the receiving end would find it more valuable to have five two-minute conversations to which you get, they get to ask questions in between each versus one 10-minute and then where they get questions at the end. Because yeah. I don't want to speak for 10 minutes and then ask me nothing. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's why I was going to say what I, would, what I prefer and what I prefer yeah. to do and what I would prefer everybody does is just stop at, after every slide. Right. If, if, if you're not standing up on stage, right. maybe if you're standing up on stage, but if you're not standing up on stage and you're presenting to an intimate group that you, where you're looking for their help and their input, right. stop after every single slide. Right. And have a little Q&A on what they just heard. Right. Right. And some of it can be, uh, I, I get the question, it's, it's the next slide or it's two slides away if you don't mind holding it. Right. right? Just write it down. We'll get to it. No problem. Right. Um, but that way the information's fresh, the information's relevant. And yeah, I mean, even I take notes at that point. Okay, cool. They're giving me a presentation. I've got a question on this piece of the slide. I got a question on this piece of the slide. I got a question on this piece of the slide. Right. Not notes, just speaking, just kind of, you know, um, bookmarks. Right. Right. And then. And that's really the difference should... because the notes I take in that circumstance is my question I'm about to ask. Correct. Not a note on the pillar I'm looking at. Right. No, it's it's yeah. exactly the opposite. It is, right. I write my question, and then I write my points to the question. Right. None of which has the customer said or the other person said. Right. This is just things that are in my head that I want to make sure I don't lose. Right. So 
those wouldn't be useful to anybody else. And I'm certainly not writing down their response because the question because it's someone else's job to do so. <laughs> there you go. In <laughs> fact, that's actually the key note to take. And, and I've said this to my team many times. If I'm asking a question, it's probably because I'm looking for a prompt on something we sell, right? So based on their answer is exactly what you need to write down right. because there's a reason why I asked it, not because I'm keenly interested in their particular strategy, right? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if they're lacking in expertise to which we can fulfill on, right? 100%. Hey, do you know how to do this? That's my question, right? Because I'm hoping the answer is no. Yeah, uh, 100%. That, that, and I have said that to the team before, and I don't know if everybody appreciates or understands that. Now, Carlos, you've been in the room with us, with clients, many times. Yeah. Um, what did you think in terms of the roles of the room and where, what you should be doing versus not be doing? Definitely, like you said, when I needed to bring you guys, you're not there to take the notes my team or whoever I was with, because we were the one that at the end, like you said, the idea is that if you're flying someone in, that person gonna have to leave for the plant, for the airport. So you're probably staying, you're going back to go to dinner. You need to have taken some notes so you can then try to then, when you have a conversation, like I remember that there was a model that was like a pitcher catcher type thing that when you receive what they say, you send it back to see if was what they got it. When you're talking to a customer and then you go, oh, you mentioned this. Can you expand a little bit more on this? Oh, they were paying attention instead of like, oh, what do you like about the, the new iMac or whatever? Like it has no relationship to the conversation that you were having. So I think that for me, was always define a role. Like, okay, if I'm taking notes, like I remember when the pens I used to, you write and he actually transcribe it. So you were writing. So oh, yeah. we were, okay, we were looking for ways because, okay, that was the role. Then the sales team said, oh, I want that. So they start doing it. Like, but never when you bring a guest, when you bring someone, is their role to do that part. Then, Again, if you're having a technical conversation, the technical person can be writing down because you're then, in that case, the guest, you're the one sharing or trying to take out like those layers and say, oh, wait, you're having a problem in this area. Let's dig down deeper. There, there's no way that you can take notes and diagnose at the same time. It's like when you go to a doctor, there's a nurse taking or someone or, taking yeah, notes yeah. of the doctor can actually figure out what is wrong with you. Well, and, and how many times have you been in a room where the stupid question comes from the note taker? Right. Right. And and it's not their fault. It's not a, it's, I'm not picking on them, but they're taking notes. So they really weren't engaged. Right. And the number of times, and when I say stupid question, I mean, it's already been answered yeah. or it is obvious from the conversation, but you've been taking notes. Right. And so you're not as engaged as you could be. And therefore you missed the fact that that was already right. settled, we'll right. say. Mm -hmm. right? right. Or is obvious based on some other answer. Correct. Like, Correct. We know it's seven because they just said they had 10 people. Okay. Well, 
Clearly <laughs> so. <laughs> right, and it happens all the time, but it, but again, it's because you're you're task switching to be the note taker. Your comprehension is turned off a bit right. on purpose. Your critical thought is turned off a bit on purpose. Right, you you've told your brain, hey, our job is to take notes, and so we're kind of transcribing as as in as much as we can. Yeah. Right. Um, and ab above and beyond all of this, it is fair to say, even though. <laughs> even though the receiver might not agree that my conversations from customer to customer, industry to industry, the strategy, the pillars, their well, expertise, it's all pretty similar. Right? The stories, pretty similar. Like there's not a huge set of uniqueness in CIO or CTO conversations I have. And therefore... I don't really need to take a lot of notes because I kind of already know the answers. <laughs> you know, say like I'm pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure I know the answer before I ask the question. In those circumstances, right? Correct. There's not a lot of extra, you know, ambiguous content that I'd write, need to write down anyway. Well, friends, I think that the framework is understand who's in the room and why you're bringing someone into the room and if they are the ones that are going to be speaking they're the, they're the star in the front with the mic you're the singers behind you cannot be on the front you're the one that have to then get some okay who's taking notes and agree it so then there's subtle differences that you can be picking up when you're paying attention versus like Howard mentioned just scribbling down as fast as you can so later on you can come and do a debrief and then continue growing that relationship with the customer so my friends has been awesome to have you across this whole year we're gonna take a little break because it's christmas time but 2024 you better watch out because we're coming with a lot of new content a lot of new ideas and we'll see you on our next episode